with all these quarterback injuries, we really think that one of the ladies from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City should suit up. Behind the scenes. Oh, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello. Welcome, everybody. We are remote tonight, but still with you live. It is the real football fans of New Jersey. We would never miss a week, no matter what. We are here for you. We ain't skipping a beat. We'll be there for you next week, the night before Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, this is episode 136. We have all the good hot topics to bring to you in the world of football and housewives as we do every single week. We Early. got wine. We are ready to go. We got we, it. We are a little bit late with you tonight, but uh, we'll probably be able to get you back in time to watching your doubleheader of housewives tonight. So <laughs> I recorded both of them just in case they're not back on time or all just right. in case we end this and I have to hop into bed. You guys know I've been so affected by this daylight savings and oh i can't it's too dark out it's too dark i hear you girl um well let's start with our show with um some questions mm -hmm. that we got from you guys uh we asked you this week to send us your thought-provoking questions uh we have a couple for you tonight and yeah let's kick it off the, the first one is a housewives one it's a little bit generic but caitlin i'm going to let you take this one um what do you think about the oc drama so i guess just how are you feeling about this season so far i know you gave a little bit of insight uh recently on our last show i think it was but tell tell the people what you're thinking about oc so far yeah, so it's not a bad season so far. Like you guys know in the past that I've, you know, been very fed up with this franchise and have stopped watching. You know, they they brought on a couple of new people this season that I don't think have fully stood out yet and things like that. But I think the drama, so I think this question, the drama is probably stemming from Brawin and, you know, her being coming out as an alcoholic right. um and dealing with that. So, you know, she in one of the first episodes, she does attend a party sober for the first time. And there's some drama there with, um, you know, Shannon and, uh, you know, just some, I'm, I don't know why I'm blanking on her face, her name right now. But um, this is like a bunch of like stupid little petty things like Shannon calling someone's house like small, like tiny. And like, and then that's like, it Brawin starts the rumor. And it's just like, it's starting, it's like petty stuff from the beginning. I'm not like 100% annoyed yet, but I do see this storyline with Brawin really like touching down and hitting a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. um, I think that what she's doing is, you know, great if she's really true to it and is going to stay sober and really work on her life. You know, we've been saying some things we've been reading out there with her and her husband, her family, things like that. So, like, <clears throat> you don't know what's going to happen. But definitely an interesting season so far. There's not really – I mean, maybe I'm missing something. There's not, like, too, too much drama that's standing out or unique. I think it's just a little bit petty right now. So, you know, like, we do have a new cast member also. It's like, I want to hear a little bit more about her. Like, let's dive into her storyline a little bit more and let's just kind of steer away from the petty drama. So, like, that's how I'm feeling right now. Okay. All right. All right. Nothing, nothing too wild and crazy yet. 
No, no, no. All right. Question number two. Um, this has to do with our new franchise of Housewives. Do you have any early favorite Salt Lake City Housewife? So I, I do. Yeah, I both watched episode one. Uh, I, I did have to write down a few names just to remember who I was going to be talking about. You know, it's hard, right? Like you're meeting six or seven, yeah. however many it is. But did anybody stand out to you? Did, did anyone make you think, hmm, this is going to be my girl. I like her. So I actually really like Lisa and Heather. And it's funny because they actually have like a, a tiff. Like a first, yeah. first episode, you find out that they have a feud. And you're kind of like, wait a minute. Did we miss an episode already? Where did this feud come from? Um, so obviously, Heather's like your more like party girl. And she clearly breaks a lot of the Mormon church's rules, which I don't know how she gets away with on. We could talk about it later. We are talking about it later. And then Lisa is more your like very conservative, you know, Mormon like really sticks to the rules and things like that. I thought, I thought you were going to say Lisa though because she's yeah. like that tough little bee that she is yeah and I think she's got yeah. great style she you know she, she does. went to 15 fast food places in one episode and was just like I'm hungry I want Taco Bell <laughs> I want this I want this and like went everywhere so like I just think she's got she I, I, I like the way she is so far so Okay. Okay. Um, I will be quite honest. I really did like episode one. Um, and this isn't taking away, but I didn't connect with anybody just yet in me thinking mm. like, Ooh, they're super likable. I don't think anybody like jumped yeah. off the page in that aspect. I think it's going to be fair. a good season. I think it's going to be drama filled and, and I'm so intrigued to like watch it. Oh my I God, did, so like, interesting. But nobody's jumping. I, I, I more so have critiques almost about each woman right. and I do things that I necessarily like about them. Yeah. So I, I, I will honestly say I don't have any early favorites just yet. I hope some form, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. always good to have your faves and, and to have people to mm -hmm. root for almost in a sense. Um, so we'll see. I think we still got to establish and get some episodes under our belt. Got it. Yep. And then lastly, question number three. This was an interesting one. Who are your celebrity doppelgangers? <laughs> um, that is a good one. And I actually have four. Um and I get them all the time. I don't think I look like, I actually have five, but the one is like what weird. The? Okay. I know. So the fifth one is actually, people say I'm going to look like Tina Fey when I get older. So that's, it's not really a doppelganger now. Yeah. Um, so the biggest one I get is Allie Raisman. Yeah. So anyone watching right now, like, I am not wearing makeup and I've been tired all day. I just told Katie before the show, I took like three naps today. It's like, I'm like really tired. Um, it's like, I don't look like myself right now. Um, so I get Allie Raisman all the time. If you've seen me, I wear my hair in a top bun like all the time. So when the bun's up there, we look, I think we look a little similar. I think so, yeah. But Shailene Woodley. So she's obviously the star of the Divergent series. And um, she was in Secret Life of the American Teenager. Mm -hmm. And recently I got, and I was a little shocked by this because like she's beautiful and like I'm kind of ugly. Um, I got Amal Clooney. I think it's the dark hair. It's, it's really not like, I don't think I look like her at all. I was a little, but it's been more than one person that have said it and it's been recent. And I was like, I think out of those, I would probably say I, I see Allie Braceman. Yeah. And then apparently this girl on, you probably can't see it. There's a new Netflix series. I don't know. You can't really see it. No, that doesn't. I, yeah. 
But a lot of people from work have been telling me that I look like, I don't know her name. So she's on this like show where she goes to famous people's houses and cleans their closets. I don't know what it is. Come clean my closet. We look alike apparently. So um, I'm one of those people who I genuinely don't think I have a single celebrity doppelganger. I really don't. I honestly, I don't get people tell me that I look like this person or that person. Yeah. So I will say the only person I've ever ever got from two people who I had just met. Um, and, and it's funny because the one time I was taking my engagement photos, so I had my, my makeup professionally done. Mm. And another one, I was a bridesmaid at a wedding, so I had my makeup professionally done. And both of these people randomly said Anna Kendrick. Yeah, I can see it. It's, it's the only one I have ever gotten, and I and I don't see it by any means. Mm -hmm. I think I am one of those people that does not have a celebrity doctor. I think when you first told me someone said that to you, I was like, oh, like I don't like in like the 29 years I've known you, like I would have never thought that. But when someone yeah. said it, I was like, okay, like I can see it. But I don't think I have anybody. Yeah. No, I, I, I can see I have somebody, But I honestly don't. Anyone watching right now or listening, uh, you know, on demand, like go to our page, look at Katie's page, let her know <laughs> who she looks like. But yes, yes. Be kind. Be kind, everybody. <laughs> I know. I always get like nervous because I'm like, please don't tell me that I look like someone who's like really ugly. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, um, and did you want to get into a little bit about our little Instagram thing we had up today? Oh my God. Yeah. So the past two days we've been asking you guys like questions and you guys have been killing it with last night. It was about red wine. And today we posted the picture of, you know, the whole controversy of Justin Herbert getting his haircut and looking like a completely different person. Yeah. So you need to go on like NFL memes, go on ESPN. It's not, it's everywhere right now. So he went from a nice little like long, like flowy hair to a buzz cut. Looks like a yeah. completely different person. So listen, I wrote, who is this? Wrong answers only. Here are some of the responses we got. The youngest Hemsworth brother, his pube prepubescent little brother. Justin Herbert went from Sean Hunter to Corey Matthews. That was your husband. That was a good one. <laughs> the one from, oh, I forget what movie this is. Um, shoot. It's the movie with Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. And he's like, my name's Jeff. Yeah. So, so yeah, so one of the people in there that was funny. My former weed dealer at his new day job. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, God. Uh, and then this one is comes from yours truly, Katie. A naked mole rat that beat the odds and sprouted some hair. I thought they were brilliant. They were so good. <laughs> Honestly, Caitlin sent the haircut to me first, and that was where I first saw it. And I thought it was from like a NFL memes like joking account. I did not think it was a real thing. It's real. Oh boy. Put that helmet, put that helmet on, boy. Put that helmet on. We don't want to see that hair anymore. Ooh. But speaking of Justin Herbert and football, let's get into our big stories of the week of football. So we are going to actually start with a topic, not an injury roundup, a quarterback injury roundup. So you hate to see it, but listen, we've got th uh, a couple for you right now. So the biggest one probably is New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees left Sunday's game against San Francisco with at least one cracked rib and multiple, uh, excuse me, yeah, 
multiple broken ribs and a lung issue. What I've been seeing is a collapsed lung. Yes. So about 30 minutes before we went on the show, I was watching ESPN and I believe they did confirm when he went to get a second opinion that it was five broken ribs and one collapsed lung. I mean that I don't, yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's no joke. All I just remember is seeing him on the sideline going up to Sean Payton and you hear him mouthing, like, I don't think I can go back in. The fact that he was just standing up straight with a collapsed lung, like, I don't really know. Like, guy's Iron Man. So he hasn't been placed on injured reserve just yet, um, but they're thinking he'll miss a minimum of three weeks. Uh, I did also read earlier today that he is going to other doctors for a second opinion. So... He's I think, I think, I, I think what I said about was the five, second, was opinion. The second opinion, okay. what I gathered from watching ESPN like 30 minutes ago, it sounds like he will not be playing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's been placed on IR, but I don't think he's yeah. playing on Sunday. And Sean Payton has not given word on who's going to start either Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. Yeah. So you have to then not a bad option to choose from though. Right. It's not. Um, uh, so you obviously, Jameis did go in for um, Drew B- Brees for the uh, remainder of that game. In my opinion, you keep Jameis Winston, you keep using Taysom Hill as you're using Taysom Hill. I just don't see you know Taysom Hill going in as a starting full game quarterback for them. He does great things for them. Don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. In my opinion. All right. All right. Um, but then also too, to note that Drew Brees has also been, uh, battling a shoulder injury. So yeah. it's just a couple of things here, but listen, if it's three weeks, like maybe sit out four, cause if you're going to make the playoffs and potentially go on a Super Bowl run, you need Drew Brees in that right. scenario. Absolutely. So, uh, more drama loms in Chicago in the quarterback area. So right. you bench Mitch Trubisky, you put in Nick Foles. But he left the final minutes of the Monday night football game after suffering a hip and a glute injury. So it's not as bad as they initially thought, which is great. It is a day-to-day issue, though, which is, you know, you really kind of want to look at that outlook. So if it's day-to-day, it's not it's not the best. Um, But Matt Nagy uh, said that he's evaluating the, the situation for quarterbacks right now as they go into their bye week. So, again, entering a bye week not the worst scenario Um, and everything is on the table. So listen, that's where we were prior to the season with Chicago. Everything was on the table. And then they were very confident with Mitch Trubisky. They put in Nick Foles. Here we are with an injury. Everything's back on the table. So So here's the thing. I just think that's an interesting comment to make because I think if it's a day-to-day injury and I think that if you are going into your bye week, I I would like to think and assume that Nick Foles, when they play again, would be healthy enough to be the starting quarterback. So I think it was an interesting comment that Matt Mm -hmm. Nagy made it. Are you not happy with how Nick Foles is playing? regardless of if he just got banged up, like they've been winning games, way more games than anybody ever thought. Right. Um, so I just thought it was, I thought it was an interesting comment to make. Agreed. What happens? I would still roll with Nick Foles if he's healthy and ready to go. Mm-hmm. 100%. So the Detroit Lions quarterback, Matthew Stafford has a partial ligament tear in his right-handed thumb but hopes to play on Sunday and then you also have oh my boy Carolina Panthers quarterback Teddy Bridgewater he did leave uh, Sunday's game with an MCL sprain 
but he was expected to practice today and is hopeful to play on Sunday. So I did read up on this because obviously I was very upset. There was no ligament damage in the MCL sprain. They're thinking, you know, it's just going to be some rehab on the side and he, he is okay. So I just want to make sure they monitor it because you don't want him to do anything else to it during the game. It definitely factors into, especially people making their game picks, because you do have the Lions and a banged up Matthew Stafford playing against the Carolina Panthers and a banged up Teddy Bridgewater. So who do you like in that matchup? Yeah, you got to consider both points. Absolutely. And then also you have the Denver Broncos quarterback, Drew Locke, who finally came back off of an injury. It is now considered week to week with significant muscle sprains and bruising of his ribs. So it's like, yeah, oh, the young okay. Drew Locke. We had so much hope for him, and now it's just you're battling injuries. Here's what I got to say about these rib injuries, by the way. I, I'm going to take both sides to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm kind of like, suck it. Not in, not in Drew Brees' situation with right. ribs, but with like bruising and stuff like that. Part of me wants to say, suck it up and and right. deal with it because I do know after the fact, after his career was over, that there were several games that Tony Romo played throughout his career where he basically like had broken ribs. Yeah. So I like that toughness and you kind of want to see mm-hmm. that. Um, but then at the same time, I did like within the last year or so have two family members that broke ribs mm-hmm. and it took at least a, at least a month. Yeah, we start just to start to feel better and comfortable and not hurt every time you get out of bed in the morning or when you breathe. So it is a serious injury. And that's not getting hit every Sunday in a football game. <laughs> exactly. That's getting out of bed. That's yeah. not being tackled by like a, a two, a three hundred right. pound football player. You know right. what I mean? So yeah, that's a great point to make too. So mm-hmm. um, now I have a different appreciation for these rib injuries. Oh, rib also an appreciation for Tony Romo playing through them, but they're they're pretty serious injuries, those rib injuries. So speaking of ribs, I actually am missing a couple of ribs on one of my sides. That's always my fun fact. I never knew this about you. So it's when I fun to discover things after 30 years of knowing each other. I know. So like when I suck in, I'll show it to you next time I see you. I'm not going to show the crowd right now. It's not, (laughs) this isn't an OnlyFans account. After after a few drinks, it's her party trick. (laughs) No, I'm trying to, I just had a big dinner. I'm trying to suck in right now and I can't. (laughs) It's impossible. I can't suck it anymore. But you see on the one side, it's like, they're they're like gone. It's very, it's very interesting. I don't know what happened, but they're just not there. That is, that is a fun (laughs) fact I never knew. Learn something new every day. All right. Well, let's get into our week 10 thoughts. Um, Again, another good one. Lots to talk about. Let's start with the fact that uh, we were really excited to watch the Colts play against the Tennessee Titans because they're really battling it out in their division. Um, I think it's good. They're going to be battling it out until week 16 to see who's going to take that, you know, division crown. But the Colts had a very convincing 34 to 17 win over the Titans. They now Mm -hmm. sit atop their division, but they do both have those six and three records and they do still have to play each other again. That was Mm -hmm. the first time they played each other. So we'll see what happens, but um, that's going to be a great division race all the way to the end. 
I think Tennessee's a team that's going to come back and beat them. So they'll have a one and one like record against each other. So, and then it's really going to come down to the the record at the end of the season. So it's going to get real interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. But whoever finishes second in that division does definitely have an opportunity at the wild card. So it's I, just going to be definitely have both of these teams making yeah. making the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, kicker Matt Prater for the Detroit Lions. He hit a 59-yard game-winning field goal. Yeah, he did. Washington football team, 30-27. to 27. I actually Love took to see it, not even as my upset. But yeah. um, it was a really, really tight game. And to hit a 59-yarder, again, in a league where we say kickers kind of suck, there's like Justin Tucker and then everybody else. I mean, that, yeah. that's big time. 59 mm-hmm. yards, we don't, we don't really see that anymore. No. So, um this is a great one to talk about. We don't always have triumphs. Um, so the New York Giants beating the Philadelphia Eagles 27 to 17, beating the Eagles for the first time since 2016. It, it almost felt longer than that. I knew it. I felt it. I felt it going into Sunday. It felt like a victory. It just did. And I am, oh, my goodness. Well, the New York Giants, they have now officially, like, lo and behold, with a 3-7 and seven record, have now moved into second place in the NFC least. Um, but We're coming for you, playoffs. Knock, knock. Second, second straight week where Daniel Jones doesn't turn over the ball. The defense has been playing on another level. Um, there's there's a lot of good things happening. There's Listen, a lot of- Mr. Eli Manning said it best. Maybe he tweeted it best. Your offense can't turn over the ball and your defense has to cause turnovers. That's what wins games. So these past two weeks, that's what we've been doing. So let's keep it going, baby. Absolutely. Oh, and one little, uh, one more little shout out to the defense, especially uh, did not allow the Eagles to get a single first down on third down. I think they were 0 for 9 on third down. That's incredible. Listen, the puzzle pieces are are coming together. We fired our offensive line coach today. That clearly shows that Joe Judge is taking that line into his hands. He's holding himself accountable, and he's going to put a new spot in there. There's a wild rumor that they got into a fist fight, but it's not true. (laughs) It's not true, but there is a wild rumor. Listen, I'm not picking a fight with Joe Judge. It was a verbal altercation. I know. A wild, wild rumor, but I'm not... I'm not picking a fight with Joe Judge. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, no. He's, he's like a tough guy. He's a tough dude. Yeah. All right. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they remain undefeated with a uh, you know, at nine and zero with a 36 to 10 win over division rival Cincinnati Bengals. Um, also, this is crazy. This speaking of crazy division races, after this week. The Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Rams all have six and three records. They all are in the same division, with Arizona being in first place based on the fact that they are two and zero in the in the division right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is going to be crazy to watch. Yeah. And again, like we we talked about this, I, I guess it was just last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we gave our early our mid season playoff predictions, uh, I think you and I both had all three of these teams making the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I, we got we got another phenomenal matchup coming up. By the way, I just want to say that all the primetime games that matchups this week, I'm really loving, and it kicks off with 
Arizona versus Seattle on Thursday night football. I know Get it. the Thursday night ones are a little yeah. bit of a snooze fest. Nobody's snoozing on this one. No, I ain't. I'm not snoozing. I ain't snoozing. I ain't snoozing. not snoozing, then no one has any excuse. Yeah. Honestly, seriously, if I'm staying up until like 11 p.m. and watching this game, you all can as well. Yes. yes. But speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, we obviously have to talk about Holy catch. As we shall call it, I guess. Um, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins catching a game-winning 43-yard touchdown with two seconds left to beat a very good competitive Buffalo team, 32 to 30. Um, Buffalo had scored towards the very end to take the lead. It was going to be a Hail Mary situation. Kyler Murray rolled out. He scrambled a little. He was able to move up a little bit. Ended up launching it. DeAndre Hopkins, with about three other defenders covering him, goes up, comes down with the ball. Best wide receiver in football right now. I mean, down. you don't make that catch if you're not the best wide receiver in football. Yeah. So with three I mean, people on you, three people were on you. And your hands. It, it was incredible. And my honestly, jaw was to the floor and it was hilarious because as you said, Kyler Murray scrambled a little bit, backed up, kind of went forward. Yeah. And they're obviously talking about, you know, listen, like they're, they're down to the second. They only have a Hail Mary situation. I literally made the comment and I was, you know, eating my words five seconds later. Cause I was like, well, so much for a Hail Mary. Cause he like backed up a little bit and kind of was like a little panicky and then yeah. they, lo and behold, he launches it and they score the winning touchdown. And I literally was just sitting there like, I don't think I spoke for like five minutes. It's uh, it's the play of the year. And it's 100%. one of the that you will just constantly see on repeat yep. the rest of the season and even next season too. And I got to tell you, I think my first reaction, well, my first reaction was the jaw, jaw dropping. like, yeah. And then my next, my quickest thought that entered my brain was, if I were Deshaun Watson, I would be still so freaking so mad. Yep. That they traded him. I mean, yep. that that has to make you sick. Yep. It really does. Especially and because Bill O'Brien, as the GM and the head coach, made that move. And then they ended up firing Bill yeah. O'Brien like, immediately. So it was just such a. Oh, and there was nothing for the trade. You don't trade DeAndre Hopkins for nothing. And that's what they did. And it's just, it's again, it bites them in the ass every single day. And I agree. I think Deshaun Watson wakes up every morning angry at the organization that he plays for because I would be as well. Yep. Um, and then Miami still continuing to honestly. Two a time. Look pretty solid team six and three for the first time since 2001 Tua is now three and oh as a starter Love again at the beginning at the beginning of the season we totally thought that you and I both picked Buffalo to win we thought it would be a tight race though between them and the New England Patriots honestly Miami can still win this division mm. they could yep. um, they're only one game now behind Buffalo mm. Buffalo's got seven wins um so nobody thought that it happened this way. Um, but again, I think whether this is another situation, whether it's the Bills or Miami that wins the division, I, I think both teams are making the playoffs. Absolutely. All right. Those are our week 10 thoughts. Crazy, crazy as usual. Uh, we'll again, week after week, some great football. Keep it coming. I'm enjoying the season so far. So I just want to keep 
keep that good football coming. Before we make these week 11 picks, I mm -hmm. also want to say, I do think this was one of the more challenging. Uh, weeks. It, yeah. I thought there weren't a ton of lock. I feel like my lock yes. is on your lock because yeah. there really weren't like any besides this one, in my opinion. Um, I, it was hard to pick an upset too. I feel. I think this was a, a very hard week. So we'll yeah. see where you and I uh, yeah. agree and disagree on this one. All right. So week 11 picks, we'll go through every single game. And as always, we will give you our lock and upset for the week. So why don't you go ahead and get us started? Ooh, I'm pulling mine up on my other screen. So it's super bright right now, but I do have it from NFL.com. So Sweet. we're in order again. All right. All right. <clears throat> this week I am taking Seattle, the Bengals, the Falcons, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Patriots, the Browns, the Panthers, Ravens, Chargers, Miami, Minnesota, Green Bay, Kansas City, and Tampa Bay. My lock is the Pittsburgh Steelers to stay undefeated over the Jacksonville Jaguars. My upset with a banged up Drew Brees is the Atlanta Falcons mm -hmm. over the New Orleans Saints. All right, so we do have a couple of different ones. Okay. Um, we aren't perfect. I don't think we've been perfect no. since we started this podcast. No, um, so I am going with the Seattle Seahawks, the Bengals, the New Orleans Saints, the Steelers, Texans, Browns, Panthers, Titans, the New York Jets, the Dolphins, the Vikings, the Colts, the Chiefs, and the Rams. My lock is the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And no surprise here, my upset is the New York Jets over the Chargers. So listen, much like the Steelers are going to lose one game, I think the Jets are going to win one game. They're not going 0-16. It's, it's, it's almost impossible, in my opinion. You know, for, if the, you know if the Chargers lose to the Jets, they're going to blame Justin Herbert's haircut. I 100% agree, and I've been thinking about that all day, too. Like, this could be some bad juju thrown on their team. I'm not really sure, but I just, it's it's going to happen at some point, 4.05 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. I do believe the Jets are going to take on the Chargers and upset them. We had we had six different, but I just yeah. think that speaks to, like I said, how difficult of a week this was picking games. So yeah. um, I think, like, for example, I really struggled between, I, I almost took it as an upset. You took Houston to win. I took New England. I almost took... Houston beating New England as an upset. Yeah, it's like technically they have a way yeah. a way worse record, but they're like two wins less. Um, so a lot of toss ups there, and uh, I think this is going to be a hard week. Yeah, if you're betting money on it, luckily we're not. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't bet the monies. We just help you bet the money. We're, we're bebes. We're bebes. All right. Well, let's get into our big stories of the week in the world of housewives. We are definitely excited to talk to you guys about this. We've been waiting so long for the premiere, the franchise premiere of the real housewives of Salt Lake city. Um, Caitlin, I think you watched it the day after it premiered. I did. I actually didn't end up watching it until last night, but mm. I was kind of happy about it because, you know, we do our show. It comes on at Wednesday night after yeah. our show. So it's not as fresh in our minds mm -hmm. when we talk about it exactly one week later. So watching it last night, took some notes in my, uh, 
jotted yeah. down some notes of what I wanted to say on tonight's show. It's very fresh in my brain. So I did write down a couple of things. We'll give our thoughts and reactions. Um, Caitlin, whatever you want to add, by all means. These were just some things I noticed, and, and you tell me what you think. Um, first things first, I think one of the very first shots they showed was Jen's house, or shall I say, chalet. Chalet. I, I like how it's literally like they showed this essentially looked like a big giant ski chalet palace. And at first I was like, is that somebody's house? And it said Jen chalet. And immediately I was like, I'm loving this because I love this house. I'm all about this house right now. Like it was awesome. Um, We didn't get too many other shots of the other houses. We Mm, did not yet. forget who it was. I think it was Meredith's. I wasn't like the biggest fan of it, but Mm -hmm. I just really like the vibe of like the house and the snow and the scenery. Like it's, Unlike anything we've ever seen on Housewives. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately, one of the first things, because the show starts and they read their taglines. Caitlin and I read you the taglines last week. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help but think that not only was I not impressed by the taglines, I was even more disappointed in how the women read and presented those taglines. I thought they were terrible. They delivered no sass. That's no. why I said when they came out and like I messaged them to you, oh, okay. like, yeah. I'm disappointed because it was their, it's their, how they deliver it. You know, delivered the delivery it so poorly. is crucial because half the times like, we'll get the taglines like sometimes before, like we get the, yeah. the trailer and like, we'll read them and like, we'll laugh a little bit. Cause like, we've known these women's for a while. This came out and we found out what the taglines were. And I saw the preview and I was like, these women's like, look, sound like they suck. Like it's the delivery was poor on all counts. They, they, all these women need like acting, acting, uh, I still voice, don't get this coaches. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't really get the sad. scripture one still either. I was like, you know what? Maybe like, let me watch it again. Like maybe it'll make more sense. I still don't understand yeah. it. I, I don't get it. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. It was very, very, very poor delivery. Um, yeah. That was definitely right off the bat. Something I noticed. Um, another thing that I picked up on throughout the episode, especially because we're obviously being introduced to these women as well as their husbands for yeah. the very first time. So a lot of them are talking about, who their husbands are, how they met, when they got married. A lot of them got married, you know, like 20 years ago. Uh, So they were showing a lot of the women's wedding pictures. And I got to say, these women look like night and day. Like I would never guess that any of these women were were those same women. Well, it's probably because of Heather's Botox place that she owns. Like that's her job. They just go and get cosmetic surgery all the time. She looked nothing like and i don't think her work that she's clearly had done helps her no. look it really she no 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 and with like in regards to weddings we you know in the first episode we see a um a vow renewal and you don't ever get a vow renewal on the housewives it's a curse like it is like every vow yeah. renewal we've seen about six Everything. Um, so Shannon Bador, yeah. uh, Vicky Gumbelson. Yeah. We've seen uh, the one of the main girls on Atlanta. Uh, you, we've seen like six of them, like yeah. prime time people, all done. You never get a vow renewal. I like that you brought up the vow renewal though, because as I was watching the episode and I'm taking my notes, I'm like, oh my god, we're seeing a wedding on the first episode. <laughs> like I was like writing it down, like wedding. First wedding. Episode, and I was like, oh wait. <laughs> 
it because doesn't this, matter. No. Because she literally wore a six thousand dollar dress, and like, she's young. She's very young. It, so I, yeah, it looked like a legitimate. It mm -hmm. was a like this cost definitely more than a lot of people's weddings. So I was like, yes. Oh my god, I wasn't ready for this. A wedding <laughs> episode. <laughs> I'm not ready for this type of commitment. <laughs> um, okay. Obviously, I think we knew this one was going to get picked apart on every website, every social media platform. The people were going to go absolutely nuts over this. I'm talking about Mary and the fact that she ended up getting married to her step-grandfather. Katie, I have been having the worst sleep the past week, and I can convince myself and our followers right now that it is because of this. I couldn't even... It's like Bravo knew when they met this girl, like this was going to light up people's world. And they were like, don't put any, any itch of this in the, the trailer. Don't let anyone know. My, you thought my jaw dropped when DeAndre Hopkins caught that pass. I could not pick my jaw off the floor when I heard what this was. Yeah. I was like, so no. in my core. So basically no. her explanation behind it, and it's not a secret. Yeah. Everybody in Salt Lake City apparently knows it. Um, her grandmother, when her grandmother was sick, put it in her will basically and told them all, I guess she has sisters, like I want him to marry one of the girls, one of my granddaughters, so I know that they'll always be taken care of. No. So here's I the thing. projectile vomit everywhere. Like everywhere. I don't care if that was in one of like my parents' dying wishes. Like the answer is no. Don't I don't care. care if half half grandfather step, half whatever the frick, twice divorce. I don't care. There's literally pictures of her when she was a baby and him holding her. Like does, when I saw that picture, I wanted to throw up. Does she have children? I don't know. We did not learn that yet. If she is yeah. children with him, I'm just gonna that I'm gonna is technically, I think, well. If, no, well, that's technically, it has to be some sort of form of incest. It's step incest. <laughs> well, no, because if you think about it, did they, clearly they had kids. There, she, he's step, there's no blood between them. But did he have children with her grandmother? Or no, were they married after the fact? I don't know. Because Honestly, if they conceived a child and then Stop. his DNA is in her child's DNA. That means there's some connectivity. I'm, I'm already calling it incest. I don't care what the details of it other than what we know. And I'm calling that incest. I literally though sent the funniest meme. You have to give me two seconds because I have to read it because I okay. literally peed my pants. Our friend um, Jax is a huge Housewives fanatic as well. Yeah. And she's been dying on this storyline because I think everyone in the world is because yeah. it's so unwell. I literally sent her the funniest, where is it? Oh my God, I hope it didn't get deleted. No, did it get, no, I think it got deleted. Ah, it said. Find it, find it and post it to our page later. It literally said like when you inherited your, um, your uh grandma's grandfather like clock but you like misread it so <laughs> take, take a letter away from clock people oh my god oh god okay. i was dying i wonder why i was deleted that's so inappropriate but i was dying so 
that was wild enough. And then as I was writing down these notes, I, I kind of like giggled like to myself as I was like writing this, like, what am I even typing right now? <laughs> She's I such put, a unique individual too. So it's like, yeah. I, I can't. I put the hospital smell fight. I, so the big fight of episode one has to do with the smell of a hospital. What the hell that means if you didn't see it? Mary and Heather are, be, are I'm not sorry, not Heather. Mary and Jen yes. are feuding. And Jen threw a big party um, episode one. Mary didn't know she was going to be invited. And the reason she thought she might not be invited, even though they are friends, is because a couple weeks prior, um, Jen's aunt had been in the hospital for a little while, was not doing well, ended up getting both of her legs amputated. And Jen went to go hang out with Mary, like directly after leaving the hospital, I guess. And Mary claims that she has a very heightened sense of the smell of a hospital and that it makes her sick. And that she's had a really dark experience in hospitals. She got her sweat glands removed and she almost yeah. died. Bitch, that's cosmetic surgery. If you don't want to smell for the rest of your life and you almost died because of it, that sounds yeah. like your problem, no one else's problem. So basically the two of them got together, they said hello, they hugged each other, and Mary was like, "You like either you smell like hospital or the, it smells like, I guess at her house, it smells yeah. like hospital in here. And Mary obviously took great offense to that. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Jen took offense to that. Mary had known that she was like, had a sick aunt that was in the hospital, yeah. whatever I thought, and she's right. I just think this, so this blew up, and in my opinion, this situation could have been okay. I think it just had to do with how Mary would have worded it. So Mary basically explained like, that. I don't like that smell. She could, she literally could have said, um, you know, I know you're, I know you're going through it a lot. You know, you're but like, sick, but like, I have this heightened sense of smell for hospitals and it's something that just like, doesn't, sit well with me and it makes I me don't like offensive. the hospital she but basically she said it in an offensive way of almost like ew you smell like hospital and then she went behind her back and like continued the conversation was like oh my god you won't believe it this bitch smelled like a hospital yeah. like so she made it sound like she, the way she said it sounded like she was making fun of her not being like I'm so sorry it's not you like yeah. but I have like a really sensitive thing with like hospital smell she could have said it like that and it would be fine but then she literally at one point like they were fighting at the party later on and like her like little like cameo like when she's talking to the camera she was like, honestly, like, I just don't understand like what I did wrong here. Like, I don't like the smell of hospital. She goes, I don't care about your aunt. She doesn't have any legs. I, those were when she, I like, again, my jaw dropped. Like you married your step grandpa and you just made fun of a lady who got her legs taken away. Like you are the worst human being in the world. Honestly, I guess we're just like running I through this. I'm realizing how much more I, I really, thoroughly have enjoyed and been fascinated by this first episode. She literally said, I don't care about your aunt. She doesn't have any legs. Those words came out of her oh mouth. My God, I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. This is so I'm, messed up. This is like a nervous laugh for me. It's like, how does someone like her exist? How do you exist? Um, and then speaking of, speaking of this party, this was obviously like the big function, the big get together of the episode um, was Jen through this birthday party for Meredith. Oh my God. 
birthday party in quotations. Like um, big quotations. Basically, it's like, I, I get it. Like, I like to throw parties too. I like any excuse to throw a party. Jen yeah. is somebody that likes to throw parties, likes to show off what she has, likes to show her house, mm -hmm. this and that, the third. Um, so this was Meredith's birthday just happened to be that month. It could have been anybody's birthday. She would have thrown a party, right? Um, and so she called it Meredith's birthday party. Really, it was like you came in, there was a whole red carpet. There was like that flower wall thing that said like the, because her last name's Shaw. It yeah. was like Shaw Chalet. So it was like her name all about her. Then she had like, she flew in like Polynesian dancers to come do this Polynesian dance. And I loved, loved, loved when the producer oh, the was doing her interview and they were like, what do Polynesian dancers have to do with Meredith? And she's like, nothing. Um, you don't <laughs> like this was a party for you. And she came in fashionably late and the whole place was like, Oh my God, she's here. Like you would have thought the birthday girl yeah. came up and this was her grand entrance. Like nobody, nobody did that to Meredith yeah. when she showed up and walked in. Like, it was just like, Oh, yeah. how, like, how are you? You look nice, whatever. So I was really, I would say when we got asked that question at the beginning of the show, like, do you have an early favorite? And, and I don't. Um, but that was like an early, like, ooh, I don't think I like you moment. Yeah. Jen, like, I just, I'm not sure I like mm -hmm. her vibe. She was another one, by the way, where I was talking about those wedding pictures and how oh, yeah. that's, that's not the same person that we mm. saw. Like, I get it. None of us are going to look the way we did, no. you know, in a 20 year gap. But especially if we get Botox. She's like unrecognizable. She's yeah. her look is very hardcore. Yeah. When she stepped out of the car in that one scene and it's like a blizzard outside, and oh, she and her, stepped like her like six-inch stilettos and her foot just sunk into the snow. I was like, that's a level of commitment that I will just never She was like, I got my show snow boots on. I was like, do you that's that's commitment unlike I've ever seen before. But I was Listen, like, if you're really? living out in Salt Lake like, City though. Who is this be? So yeah, my, my one and final comment of, of it was, and it's been a little bit colder in New Jersey now, but I was just watching that episode and I felt cold watching it. Like oh I love the scenery, but I was yeah. like, whoo, looks too damn cold. Well, it's super cold out tonight. So I literally opened my door before and I was like, ooh, ooh, it's cold. So well, we can watch Salt Lake City tonight and be like, listen, it could be colder. And my heat is cranked up. I'm actually breaking a little bit sweat right now but it feels so comfy and cozy in here yeah i think though like i loved like all of those points like the discussion was really good i think something that i'm super intrigued about like moving forward is and i think we spoke about this prior to the first episode was the whole idea about the mormon church and like how some of them are actually not mormon some have been excommunicated from the mormon church and then you have someone like heather who's admitted that she is a mormon but she drinks She's been divorced. been divorced, but she's still a Mormon. And she made the comment at the birthday party. She was like, you walk into a party in Salt Lake City and you see a group of Mormons sitting in the corner and they're secretly drinking and they'll never tell. And then yeah. you have the non-Mormons who are getting wasted as well. And to me, I always thought that drinking was like, you know, taboo because they don't yeah. drink. And I thought, and but then you do have someone, you know, like, Lisa, it's Lisa, right? Yeah. Yeah, who is yeah. very clearly prim and proper and follows all the rules. And right. 
So I don't know. I'm interested in that storyline too, because maybe things aren't as perfect as they well, seem. I, I really like that you bring up that fact because I think that's kind of what is going to be good for Bravo, at least for the Salt Lake City franchise. Yeah. The fact that I think because of these women and, and how strict or not strict they follow the Mormon beliefs, all that does is add judgment to the fire add mm -hmm. drama to the, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. you did this? Oh, well, you can't do that. Like, I feel like it only fuels the fire of judgment and yeah. and what this woman does compared to that uh, woman. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's only going to create drama that maybe some people were worried, like, well, if they're not going to yeah. drink, then where's, what's, what are we going to be watching? I think that alone could really add right. some drama to it. So mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I'm excited. I, I really got to yeah. And again, I know I said it before, but this is unlike any other. And I think Andy Andy Cohen said it too, like when he was trying to tease what it was going to be like. It's unlike anything we've ever seen on Housewives. Yeah. So I'm I'm really enjoying it. Listen, someone is married to her step granddad, so that's really something I've never seen in my life before. No, no, Break, breaking barriers on Salt Lake City. So let's move into our second story of the week in Housewives. So it is kind of, you know, a little bit more broad scale Housewives plus other. But Andy Cohen to host a reality TV limited series. So this week yeah. it was announced that Andy is set to host and executive produce a new limited series on E! called For Real, the story of reality TV, which will be a seven part series that premieres early in 2021. I'm yeah. off that like. Hell yeah, this is gonna be I'm really excited about it. Kayla and I are yeah. disgusting reality TV junkies. And anything like behind the scenes, like I love it, I love it. Yeah. Um, so on the show, Andy will talk about the impact of reality TV and what it has made on society and look back on iconic TV moments from shows including The Housewives, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, The Bachelor, The Real World, Survivor, which is now on Netflix, by the way, just if you didn't know. And there's been like 18 seasons. Um, and more. Really? I thought it was like... I remember years. season one. I'm almost positive I was in the third grade. It premiered in okay. 1999. Oh, then definitely more then. Yeah. I do know it is. I think it is the longest running like reality TV Probably. show. So, it kind yeah. of was like almost <clears throat> the real world, obviously. Mm -hmm. But Survivor was one of those like first yeah. ones to get into the mix. So he'll also sit down with some of the most memorable names. So if you have watched these, obviously we're probably going to see a lot of Kardashians there. I wish, they would have I wish they would have yeah. teased. Well, listen, early 2021, we could see some That's teasers true. in like the end of December. Who yeah. knows what early 2021 means? That could be right. March, April. Right, you don't right. know. So let's see there. So just like kind of like in a discussion here, like let's talk about our favorite reality TV shows and then like yeah. iconic moments that really have stuck out to you. So, I mean, like I know yeah. you're a real um, buff for the real world and things like right, that. Right. Um, yeah, so I wrote down a couple, some are ones that I've liked for a really long time. Some are ones that are more current for me. Um, I do have my earliest memory of what, and I know this is going to sound bad, but my earliest memory really with reality television was the real world. Yeah. Um, in 1997, the real world Seattle was the first season I watched. I was in the first grade, so that's where it sounds kind of <laughs> bad. 
<laughs> I definitely shouldn't have been watching it. Um, but that was where kind of like it all began for me. Yeah. So the real world, the challenges is one of always mm -hmm. consistently one of my favorites. I never miss a season of that. That is one of they're like 30 plus seasons now, by the way. Yeah. That is another one of the longest running mm -hmm. series. Um, currently, Caitlin and I love Siesta Key. Like, oh my god, so like good. The top of the list. Um, I've really gotten into Married at First Sight because all of them are mm -hmm. on demand on Netflix. So when I discovered it, I could binge like a whole bunch of seasons in a row. Yeah. Um, I love Below Deck and I really liked, I was a really big fan of Are You the One on MTV. I'm not sure mm. if they're bringing that back or not, but that was one that I really got into. Yeah, those are, those are kind of like my favorites. What about you? So I am a huge like bachelor, bachelorette ga gal. So um, I'm not... I'm not watching this season. Um, it's hard to keep up with The Bachelor during football season because The yeah. Bachelor does air on Monday um, nights. Okay, yeah. Um, and even with this past, like this past season's been a little like I've just been like watching like, you know, like like spoilers and things like that. They yeah. actually have been doing like two nights. So it's been a little difficult for me to keep up. Um, and I just, it's not like really worth it. But they are coming out, what? I used to watch The Voice back in the day. Um, Does that count as reality was, TV? Yeah, it's a reality TV competition show. Okay. It became such a commitment. It's hard. Yeah. They would play like two episodes a week and the episodes would be like two hours long. And I'm they, like, eventually got to a point where I stopped watching. So I was like, I can't commit my life to this. <laughs> it's so, too much. That's so funny that you say that because I feel the same way about The Bachelor because they are, even on a normal schedule where it's once a week, they're two to three hours long. So I was dying because someone from Barstool, so a PFT commentator actually tweeted today and he was like, he watched, they sometimes like all watch The Bachelor together and yeah. like film it. And he like tweeted like today and it was like a, it was funny because it made that comment. It was like, I always forget that The Bachelor is two hours long. I can't believe you guys commit that much time. Then he goes dot, dot, dot. But by the way, I can't wait for Thursday night football. So he was making a joke yeah. that we commit hours on end to watch football. But the football game is three hours long. Yeah. So I thought that was so funny because I actually complain about shows being so long. And then I'm yeah. like, I literally devote like 10 hours a day on Sunday to football. Like, yeah, so I thought that was funny. So yeah, so I'm huge into The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, The ba Bachelor in Paradise, like anything like that. You really have to pull me in though. So there was, I did go on a bachelor hiatus um, after college because I wasn't really a fan of certain people, things, whatever. Yeah. Um, I did get back into it recently um, and it's been going, okay, I'm not watching this season now. It is The Bachelorette and I'm just like, eh, about it. The new Bachelor is coming January, 2021. I will most likely watch that. Um, as Katie said, huge into Siesta Key, gotta love it. Um, olden days Siesta Key though, I did love Laguna Beach and the hills. I almost um, thought about bringing up Laguna Beach. That's a classic, that's a they, gem. Yeah, they were so good. I mean, honestly, I don't know how real they were. Probably not real at all. But Laguna so. Beach and the hills paved the mm -hmm. way for Siesta Key. Yeah, so honestly, they they had to walk so Siesta Key could run. So <laughs> so good. Um, I've dabbled in the real world and the challenge. I think they're good. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Housewives and you know anything else on Bravo, below, deck. below deck. Yeah, those are really like my big. I feel like I'm missing one. I feel like there's a reality show that I watch that you don't watch. There's so many out there. Like 
I don't, I don't know. You, you love the masked singer. I do, but I haven't watched it at all this season. So uh, if anyone gives me, it's so funny. That. Week after week, I keep like telling my boyfriend, I'm like, oh, like I'm an episode behind on Mass Singer. I said it the other day. He was like, Caitlin, you're the entire, the season's like over. Like, you're, you missed it. Like you missed season four. Missed that train. <laughs> so I need to get back with that. But I do love the Mass Singer. It's really good. But please no one tell me who won. <laughs> That's so funny. Never, I've never seen an episode of it. Oh, it's so good. Now they're coming out with the masked dancer. I can't. I love oh, it. God. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm looking forward to watching it because anything yeah. reality TV, I'm here for it. I'm ready anything to Anything behind the scenes, too. Yeah. I, like, I, I used to love the old school, like, E! True Hollywood story. I love oh, that. Oh, yes. I love it. All right, well, let's get into our game for the night. Um, it is football related. It is called FU 2020, the Pro Bowl lives on, baby. Oh, yeah. So, yesterday, the NFL and EA, you know, EA, EA Sports, it's in the game. It's in the game. <laughs> um, they announced that, they're, that they have a plan to make the 2021 Pro Bowl a virtual Madden NFL 21 game. Um, it's going to be a week-long series of matchups featuring yeah. celebrities, NFL legends, current players, and streamers playing as the official Pro Bowl rosters. This so. is huge for like like um what is that called? Like sport like e-sports, like that that world that yeah, they, like this is huge for them. But it's also huge for the players to not miss a a, a year of, you know, getting credit where credit you is need, yes, it's absolutely. something to say about your career oh i was a you know a five-time pro bowler yeah. or whatever. Um i also would imagine that you'll maybe the players will get some kind of incentive, some kind of bonus, because I do know when they actually play the game, the winning team does receive a bonus. But it's never been about like the stats for no, like winning the game is whatever, yeah. but no one's like, Oh, Blake Martinez had 15 tackles in the pro bowl. No one gives a shit no, no, about no. that. You made it to the pro bowl. So that's what the most, you're right. That's the most the recognition, thing. but they yeah. should, they should get a bonus to um, right. like a little incentive there, I think. Uh, and then all positions. Uh, oh, by the way. Yes. So pro bowl voting is open. You can vote on NFL.com. Um, all oh, positions oh, will be voted oh. on. And you can select up to six players per position. Uh, Caitlin and I are going to give you our votes for a select, not all the positions, because mm -hmm. that's a yeah. lot. Literally, they will go like every guy in, on the offensive line, like vote your yeah. center, vote your left guard. Mm -hmm. so, like, it's aggressive. So we're not going to do all of them, but we did select, as you can, six for each position. And, and we'll go through this. Um, some of them I, I really don't have major notes on. Some are kind of just obvious. And, and yeah. we'll see where you and I stand with each other. Um, so let's kick it off with quarterback. I mm. think this is sort of the easier one to do. Um, who are your six? Mine are well, in no particular order. Mine are in no particular order, but I did throw um, two individuals into the mix that maybe you will be surprised about, but okay. I, I'd like to see one I don't really want to see in the Pro Bowl, but he's going to go. Yeah. Um, so I went with Mr. Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and Justin Herbert. Wow. I did not have your last two guys. Um, I did also have Russell Wilson, Josh mm -hmm. Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. I think those are pretty set. I think Tom Brady's pretty set in yeah. there statistically. Like he really is playing on, on that level. Um, and then I, I, my last spot was either going to go to Ben Roethlisberger or Drew Brees. 
Mm -hmm. Um, As much as the Saints are having a little bit of a down year, Drew Brees' stats, they're not normal Drew Brees' stats, but they're still Pro Bowl worthy. And especially with the situation of not having Michael Thomas through like this whole first half of the season, his stats have still been Pro Bowl worthy. So I'm, I'm giving him the slight edge there. All right, running back. This is this was an interesting group, right? It was, it was for sure, because um, it's a it's a very good group. So you but could a lot send- of wild cards that, like, especially in your fantasy football drafts, you would have never predicted that some of these guys would put up the numbers that they're putting up right now. Right. And, but I think, you know, we spoke about this early on in the season, um, you know, and we're pretty much halfway through now. It's, it's that position that can, you can be replaced nowadays. You saw yeah. guys like big guys yeah. like Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey go down and their replacements are coming in. Like, look how well Wayne Gallman did last weekend. Look at how well Christian McCaffrey's backup has been doing. And he's now kind of hurt again. So it's kind of, it's, Right. You don't want to, these big names, you don't want to call them replaceable, but these other names are out there because they had to step up to the plate. Right, right. So I am going with Dalvin Cook, the biggest monster, in my opinion, running yeah. back wise. Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Alvin mm. Kamara, and Nick. Chubb. I know Nick Chubb has been sidelined, but listen, the rest of the season, he's you saw what he did last week in just one game. He's gonna put up big numbers for the rest of the season. He's definitely still a contender for the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I have four out of your six. Um, da- the obvious Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. Did you say Josh Jacobs? I did, yes. Yes, okay. So there we're saying yeah, boy. Alvin Kamara, um, and then my two different that I went different from you, somebody who has seven total touchdowns right now through midseason, that's pretty good. I'm going with uh, my underrated player that I recently spoke about in one of our games, Jacksonville Jaguar running back James Robinson, Mm -hmm. the undrafted rookie. That would be quite a story if he made a football, but he's – playing at that level. Um, And then I'm also going with Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones. He is third in rushing yards in the league right now. Be good. Be good. All right. Wide receiver. Another kind of interesting, but you can sprinkle in a few little wild cards there. Who do you have? Mm -hmm. So I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins. You can't not pick him after last week. DK Metcalf, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, and Tyreek Hill. Ooh, interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued by your Cooper Cup pick. Listen, I'm- I looked up the numbers, baby, and it's because I follow him because I have him on two of my fantasy teams. Okay, so okay. I would not follow him closely in a normal season, but listen, my eyes are laser focused on him, and he's putting up the putting up the numbers. All right. I'm going DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going, I didn't, I honestly swear to God until today did not re- and cause I don't play fantasy football. Didn't realize that DK Metcalf is third in receiving yards and second in receiving touchdowns. He's a monster. Right I had yeah. no idea. So yeah. DK is in there for me. Uh, a guy who I don't think you mentioned who's first in receptions and first in receiving yards, Buffalo bills, wide receiver, Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with Green Bay's Devontae Adams, Kansas City Chiefs Tyreek Hill. He's first in touchdowns right now. And the Los Angeles Chargers, Keenan Allen. Yep. So Tyreek Hill made my list because of the touchdown statistics. Yeah. So it was interesting looking at it across the board for all of these positions because especially when we get into the defensive players too, like you've got to look at, you know, forced fumbles. You've got to look at interceptions. You've got yeah. across all the positions. So um, when it came down to wide receivers though, Tyreek Hill did, you know, 
he was a little he, I he's last on my list. I was he doesn't he's not last on the list like in reality, but I did, you know, think of him near the end, but I did put him in because of that touchdown. Right. Before. All right, tight ends. Uh, I think we say this every year on the show that I don't think there's that many good tight ends in the NFL. Um, and so there's names here that we've never spoken about. Almost, so. almost a struggle to pick six of them, but tell me who you went with. A bit of a struggle, a struggle, struggle. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. That's how big of a struggle it was. So obviously number one for me, and it is a number one slot, mm -hmm. is Travis Kelsey. Um you got Darren Waller, Noah Font, Tyler Higby, Mark Andrews, and Jared Cook. Ooh, we actually had a couple different ones. I didn't think there were that many good tight ends in the league. But I went with Travis Kelsey. I went with Darren Waller. I went with Falcons Hayden Hurst. Yep, that's a good one. somebody who I expected to have a big rookie season, kind of didn't, now is playing to the level I thought he would. Uh, the Lions' TJ Hawkinson. That's a good one. Mark Andrews. And I went with the Chargers' Hunter Henry. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, let's get on to the defensive side of the ball. Again, we didn't do all positions, but let's uh, let's do the DNs here, the, the sack monsters. Who do we got? Now, I feel like this whole crew is interesting for us, um, but I'm going with Mr. J.J. Watt. Kills me to say, but Miles Garrett. Romeo Aquara, sorry. I'm going to ruin all of these. Nico uh, Autry, Emmanuel Agba, and Stefan Tuitt. Yeah, we have a lot of the same ones here. I went with Miles Garrett. I also went with Stefan Tuitt. Uh, Brian Burns from the Carolina Panthers. I went Good with one. Alvin Smith from yep. uh, the Cowboys. J.J. Watt and Emmanuel Agba I went with as well from the mm -hmm. Miami Dolphins. All right, D tackles. Who do we got? I am going Not with what? The, the obvious. Well, don't worry. I'll get there. Really? <laughs> I'm going with Jonathan Alice, uh, excuse me, Jonathan Allen. Yeah. I got two back-to-back -back Bama boys for you. Quinn okay. Williams and my boy, Dalvin Tomlinson. Okay. Aaron Donald, obviously. Akeem mm -hmm. Hicks, obviously. And Mr. Chris Jones to wrap it up for us. I like it. We have a, a, couple, a sprinkling of different players here. Um, I obviously went with Aaron Donald. I think it's really interesting that you went with Dalvin Tomlinson because I, I really like had him. And then I only last minute swapped him out with Leonard Williams from the New oh. York. Giants. Okay. So, I will. I'll take the New York. Them. Both of them could be pro bowlers. They, they really absolutely can. I'll take the New York swap, but I am a little offended that you swapped out a Bama boy. But I yeah, like I I like thought about putting both of them. And I was like, no, everybody on our show will just like think I'm oh stop. shit. No. But I did a great defense. I went with Aaron Donald, Leonard Williams. I went with Clay's Campbell. I went mm. with Chris Jones as well. Um, I went with DeForest Buckner and I went with Cleveland Browns Sheldon Richardson. Mm -hmm. Okay, cornerback, always a fun position. Who do you have? Very much so. So I am going with Carlton Davis, Marlon Humphrey, Malcolm Butler, Trayvon Diggs, Marshawn Lattimore, and Patrick Peterson. Yeah, we definitely have different ones. Um, but I feel like there's I feel like there's a decent amount of corners, honestly, in the mm -hmm. league right now. Um, I went with Jair Alexander from the Green Bay Packers. I threw another another Giants player who honestly people are kind of saying is the MVP of a strong defense mm. in James Bradbury. Yeah. Um, I went with New England Patriot J.C. Jackson. He leads the league with six interceptions right now. I went with Xavier Rhodes, Jason Verrett from San Francisco, and Marlon Humphrey as well. Mm -hmm. 
And then our kickers, we know there's not a ton of ton that are great right now. And so I feel like any year they can be random, right? Based yeah. on how everybody's doing, but who do you have? I just kind of tossed a bunch on the list here, but the obvious one is Justin Tucker. He's going to the Pro Bowl every year. Another obvious one this year is our boy Graham Gano. Three-year contract, too. Unfortunately, he is on the COVID list. I hope he gets well soon and we get him back after yeah. our bye week. We have a bye week, yeah. But he's killing it. Mr. Gano is killing it. Yes, he is. I also have Jason Sanders on the Jaguars because yeah. he is making some moves down no, there. Just well. Jason Sanders, right? Excuse me? You said Jason Sanders? Yeah, is that not? Am I incorrect? He's, he plays for Miami. Oh, that's what I'm talking. Sorry, I listen. Florida. I knew he's from Florida. One <laughs> of the teams down there. Um, and I also have Rodrigo Blankenship. You know him because he yeah. wears the rec specs. I have William Lutz and then Chris Boswell. Yeah, I have Graham Gano. Um, that's not being biased. He really has been no, one of the best, like, top well. three easily. Um, yeah. I went with another guy who I think is top three right now with the Falcons, Young Way Koo. He is good, yeah. Um, I went with Tampa Bay, Ryan Suckup, Miami Dolphins, uh, Jason Sanders, Justin Tucker. And I went with someone who I, I'm really impressed by. He's got a boot. Uh, Denver Broncos, Brandon McManus. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, good game. Honestly, people go out there and vote because it still matters. It's still important yeah. to the players. And um, I'm kind of excited because I really do feel as though some of these Giants players are deserving of making the Pro Bowl this year. And it's been a while where we've actually like sent players. I think we had nobody last mm. year. So um, yeah. I'd really you know, like to see some of these guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball and special teams, Graham Gano, really deserving and really playing mm. at a high level. So I agree. All right, is it that time of the night where you get it off your chest? Positive, negative, football, housewives, you know, football. I already said that. Football, housewives, white, I don't know, life, wine, anything, whatever you want. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Yeah, I told Caitlin before the show, I was like, I don't have anything. And you know what? I literally just thought of my thing five seconds ago while Caitlin was just saying this. Because well, I was tell you every week that we can football housewives wine but we don't we don't do the wine yeah. one that much so i just want to say yeah last night um i posted to our instagram i had gone to the liquor store last night after work getting prepped uh for today's show getting a new bottle of wine and yeah i posted it and then i asked you guys for your red wine recommendations really loved what you all gave me i Not definitely definitely have to try a lot of them. Like, honestly, some of you guys yeah. have really specific. So I feel like I really need to like go out and buy those bottles now. Um, but tonight I am drinking bread and butter. I just love the name of it. Like bread and butter. I feel like half the battle with these wine it's companies, the name. companies is like the name and the labeling. Like, honestly, mm. like I buy certain beers sometimes because I'm like, look at that can. That's all. Like, you know That's what I mean? Cool. So it's all about the brand, all about your marketing. Especially there's this one wine that I buy because it has a picture of a bulldog on the label. So it's like, I'm like, yep, I'm sold. Um, <laughs> but bread and butter Pinot Noir, 13.5% um, alcohol. So I feel like that's a little bit more than the norm. Yeah, I think um, like 12% is the normal for wine. Yeah, this is, this is like... I, at Bottle King, which by the way, if people have Bottle Kings near them, I feel like the prices are phenomenal there. But yeah. this is like a $12 bottle of wine. And honestly, it's really good. Yeah. And that that's my get it off my chest. It's a, it's a wine recommendation, bread and butter. I want to thank you guys for your wine recommendations. Mm -hmm. 
things um, because you definitely throw a lot of things into the mix. Yeah. That I probably wouldn't have necessarily went out and, and bought Malbecs or Chianti's or whatever. You know, I'm that red, red blend gal. I don't step outside of my comfort zone too much. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely going to have to try some of those for sure. But bread and butter, Pinot Noir, mm -hmm. find it at your Bottle King. Cheap, good. That's that's what you got to love, right? That's a great combo right there. So. You got to love it. You love it. We love to see it. Cheers. Cheers to that. So mine is short and sweet and to the point, but holy guacamole, a big thank you to not only my co-host, but my best friend, Katie, who gave me one of the best gifts for my birthday I've ever received in my life. Oh um, my if you guys have not, Katie, come on. Like it was great. <laughs> I was not expecting it at all. But this past Sunday, when the New York Giants were facing the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. I got a quick surprise about maybe 15 minutes before game time at 1 p.m. And it was a cameo from none other than license plate guy, the New York Giants super yes. fan. And he was wishing me a happy birthday. And he spoke a lot about this podcast, which is amazing that he, to hear him say the real football fans of New Jersey, like killed me. Like I literally almost stopped and breathing. Say, Why haven't you had me on the show? <laughs> I know. I know. So I actually, I'm going to DM him and make sure that he does get on the show. So please get ready for that. Like yeah. our fans better get ready because he's going to come on the show. It's going to be great. We're probably going to be like super starstruck. I was starstruck just watching a video recording with him calling me by name. I thought it was hilarious. He did make fun of me though for having an Eagles boyfriend, which I think the whole world makes fun of me for, but it was kind of hilarious Sunday when I got to brag in his face for one. So beautiful, but hands down, one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. So Katie, thank you so much. My birthday is in <laughs> Almost 10 days now, but it was yeah. like, I'm going to be thriving until my birthday. And after from that, it was truly listen, amazing. Listen, it all worked out because the Giants beat the Eagles. So, I mean, is this like a, a pattern? I'm going to have to, you know, pay license plate guy to send you videos every, every week. <laughs> We're going to have to start a GoFundMe. We're going to have to start a GoFundMe page. So, but you did. He broke the curse. It's been how long since we've beaten the Eagles and we beat them. We beat them. Like it wasn't it was, just a fluke. It, we beat them. Good luck, Juju, that he sent our way that we needed. He said it. He was like, we're, we're going to win. Like, we're going to win. I felt it. I felt it that day. And then I got that cameo and I was like, holy I shit. I don't feel it. And I didn't feel it in that game until they kneeled the ball and the clock hit no, zero. I, I will never believe that we're about to be the Eagles until it's literally like in the news on the box score, mm -hmm. like it's done. Listen, I didn't feel it that Thursday night when I was live at Lincoln Financial. I, I was feeling confident in the game. I didn't feel yeah. the W though. I felt that W all day Sunday and I'm Still feeling it now. I'm going to feel it until the next one. <laughs> right? We got this great bye week now. We can just relish in this. Just relax this I'm weekend. I'm all about it. Mm -hmm. So all but right. thank you so yes. much. I loved it. Oh, it was welcome. great. You are welcome. Um, so that is our show for tonight. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Um, I know we're running in a little bit into Real Housewives of Orange County. That was on tonight. It started at 9. Uh, you can still catch live Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Episode two is on tonight at 10 o'clock. Real Housewives of Potomac on Sunday at nine. And again, I told you guys, I really thought that these primetime games, like all three, mm -hmm. 
Solid games. Solid. Uh, Thursday night football, Arizona Cardinals at Seattle Seahawks, both six and three records fighting for that division title. Sunday night football, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders actually beat the Chiefs when they played each other earlier this season. I think Let's the see Chiefs what happens this time. Monday night football, we have two teams who I feel like will probably make the NFC playoffs, could even potentially face each other in the playoffs. Yeah. So this will be a good indicator of where these two teams stand. We have the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's our show, people. Awesome. Thank, Thank you guys you for joining, joining us. us. Cheers. Have a great night. Go watch Housewives. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye.